0: With the help of Hashem we are learning by the Daf Kuf Tes. We left off on Daf Chess on the base, three lines from the bottom and middle of the Mishnah. I would like to relearn the final case that we ended off in yesterday's She'er First by giving, by reviewing a unique law, a unique halacha that we learned in the Mishnah on Davkuf Gimel. On Davkuf Gimel we learned that when a person takes a false oath regarding any type of monetary obligation, and through the oath the person wrongfully was exempting oneself from having to pay it to its rightful owner and then the person admits so we learned in the mishnah that over here the person is obligated to return the principal to the victim even if the victim is in mourning in other words even though normally when a person god forbid robs without swearing and the tanna says vahaship is axela the person could fulfill his obligation by notifying the victim, that which I stole is in my house. Pick it up when you want. But since the wrong here wasn't only robbery, but it was not a false oath, when the person does shuva by admitting he cannot keep that article in his possession. And ye'elechenu achrov afilu So now, based on this introduction, says the Mishnah the following, A person, God forbid, dropped from his father, and he falsely swears, and then the father passes away, and as we spoke out yesterday, Rashi adds, and then he is murdered that he stole from the father. So here you have the obligation that we're learning in Vayikra, Nasai, Keren Chaymish V'asham, and Nach the Keren has to be taken all the way to Madai, says the Mishnah. Here, one cannot say, the gan of the robber, cannot the Gazlan cannot say, since I am an heir in this estate, I will get to keep my portion. For example, the son stole from his father a $300 animal. An animal that's worth $300. And let's say there are three sons. And the firstborn doesn't get Pishnai because the oldest is the daughter. Which means that from this animal every son should get 100 The son cannot say, well, father passed away. Yes. I robbed the animal. I needed to return it to my father. Plus a haim and and asham, But from this animal I get to keep $100 worth. It's mine. And the answer is that theoretically you're right. But being that this animal is a stolen animal and you cannot keep it in your possession... And therefore, for example, even to Madai, that is expressed here that he cannot even hold on to his $100 worth of the animal. So, what he has to do is he has to give the animal to his brothers. Now, if the son cannot uh, swallow this loss because he doesn't want to, which is a very unique thing in Allah, what do I you mean you don't want to? But if im ain't life, imamish can't, he can't afford it. So, we find a way. For him, not to keep the animal in his possession, which is the main goal. How would he do it? He goes over to a person and he borrows from them $300. And he gives this animal as a mashkin, as collateral. He takes the $300 and he doesn't give 150 to each brother. He gives 100 to one, 100 to the other, and $100 he pockets. So he has now his hundred dollars. That person, the lender, says, I want my money back. Says, this Gazlan, the son, I don't have the money, take the collateral. So what he accomplished is, is that the animal that he stole, that he swore falsely, he will not have in his possession. So, That's a system to circumvent, so to say, a legal loophole. Says the Mishnah, something similar, similar, not that similar, but similar that there are times that we allow a person to make this type of Borrowing, giving something as collateral to circumvent. If <speaking in Hebrew> a person tells the son <speaking in Hebrew> that I want you to know that any benefit that you have from me, a father tells the son is <speaking in Hebrew> is a carbon. So, and now the father passes away. Being that the father used the words leave from me, which implies when I am here, now that he's no longer here, the son benefiting and inheriting his portion is not. So to say, going against the nether Yerosheno, however, Daf, Baha but if the father says, "You cannot benefit from me when I am alive, here the son cannot benefit even from the Yerusha. and therefore the or the La whatever he should have gotten, he has to give either to his brothers, meaning to the sons of his father or to the brothers of the father which if there are no other sons, then Dinay Torev goes down, then it goes up. No sons, no grandsons, it goes to the father. If the father is not living, it goes to the father's sons. The here also, like Rashi says on top of the Amid, He cannot, he cannot forgive, he cannot let go of this yirusha. so again, he won't have direct benefit from his father's yirusha. He borrows money. And he uses whatever his father left as a mashkin. And and he doesn't pay back to the lender. So this indirect benefit is not going against the neder. Coming back to the case of our mishnah, being that really the dinim mammon has been adam like we spoke adam l'avkuf dalid, he doesn't owe adam because he gets a hundred dollars of the animal. The issue is more than adam That for him to get a kapara, he cannot have this animal in his house. So Lot says, He won't have the animal in his house. Because the loiva took it. Says, that You should know that this concept, That he must relinquish this animal, That will mean, That afilu Arniki shall Like Rashi says, What happens if he doesn't find any relatives of his father? He has no brothers. His father didn't leave any other sons. He has no uncles. Now of course, aside of the convert, Everyone has Yarsham. But if he doesn't find the Yarshim, just like we learned on Kuf Gimel, you have to get rid of this animal. If he can't find ears, he cannot hold on to it until he finds the ears. Then give it to Tzedaka. Talking about his chilek. His part he has to give to Tzedaka. And now Papa adds, very nice, I get it, you can give it to Tzedaka. But when you give it to Tzedaka, you can't be the grace of the Nadvan, the big knacker, I'm giving money to Tzedaka. You have to tell the the organization, I'm giving it to you, not because I'm such a nice guy, because I really swore about this falsely. And I'm not allowed to hold on to it. It has to be moidi then. I stole this from my father. Oh, that's a good kasha. Can you get him at save? Him. Okay. No, the brother's parts, he cannot give away, he doesn't own it. That's He cannot give his brother's parts away. That he can hold on to. But his chilek of the Yerusha, which, which is his but it's stolen, he has to get rid of. Clear. Now, asks Gemara on this whole concept. The whole thing doesn't work. We quoted the Mishnah Dafkov Gimel. Let's not forget that in Dafkov Gimel we learned that the din of Yelechenu achrav L'madayim, number one, only goes on the ken. And if the victim forgave the robber, then he doesn't have to go after him in Madai. Remember that? The first Mishnah. That was the Mishnah of Gimel. In our case, if Mechila helped over there, really, this money belongs to him. So why can't he be Meichel himself? It's not that he has to formally be Meichel himself, but if there is no Ben Adam laChaveray owing, then Itaka doesn't have to go after him in Madai. So why would here be different? That if the victim forgave the cat even if he doesn't. Have, that's it. He's good. Al so Bar which the answers few answers. First, Rabbi Yeheshan answers like Hashem. I will tell you that Ha, the Mishnah Daf gimal goes according to Rabbi Yisraeli. The Mishnah, which is our Mishnah, goes according to Rabakiva. Where do we find Rabbi Yosei Aglil? In the Tanya. It says, This is a Pasik in Parshas Nasa. He's speaking about the case of a person swearing falsely and then being Maida. And the Pasik says that if the man has no relatives, we'll see soon who's the man who has no relatives, right, to whom the guilt... Guilt, meaning the money, can be returned. So the Pasik says, Hamushav then return it to God. And how do you return it to God? The Pasik says, we'll speak about that in a moment. So says the Braisa, hold on, what is this Pasik speaking about? A guy stole, and he swore, and he admitted, and there's no one, there's no victim. The victim died, give it to his relative. A man has no relatives, it's impossible. Every Jew has a closest halachic relative. Again, it goes down, first days, then it goes up. And if the father left no uncles, then you go to the grandfather. Everyone has a halachic relative. Ella explains, the Brais of the is speaking about the Gesellah. If a person converts, if after they converted they have children, then again they have relatives. But if the person after he or she converted, they left no children, a get is <laughs> So that person indeed has no relatives, and on that the Pasik tells you, you know what you do, you don't get to keep it. You gotta give it to God. How? By giving it to the coin. So now says the Brahsa, look at the following case. a person steals from a get. And then Vinish Baloi, he does not the sin, he swears falsely. And then he heard that the get and he was made. There. So what does he have to do now? If the get is living, give it back to the get. But he thought that the ger died. So, what does it say in the spasic? What do you do? You got to give it to a god, you have to give it to a coin. Okay. And the, and the ger died without any heirs. Or the ger was married and had kids, and God forbid the kids died before the ger died. I and mean, he was going, as it says in the spasik, to give it to the coin. And it happened to be that Mazeltov, the ger didn't die. Thank God he's living. And now he meets the ger. Upagaboye Sager. Now, this person was about to give a donation in Yerushalayim. He was going to give it to the, not a donation, he was going to give the money to a coin. So what happened was, the ger says, you know what, you have something nice in mind, you're going to do a mitzvah. Don't stop doing your mitzvah. Ah, you have to return it to me. So there's a concept called, The convert, the ger converted this debt into a loan. In other words, normally this person owes the money because of the mitzvah of returning the gzela. The convert says, make believe it's returned. And now you owe me the money. As a loan. Let's not forget that this whole concept that we're learning in our Mishnah, that even though he owns it, but because of, you have to, you have to go after Shamayim, you can't hold on to it. That changes the moment it was converted into a loan, as we'll see soon in the Gemara. Now he owes the get the money. And now the ger dies. Now what is the din regarding the property of the ger when a ger dies without any heirs? It's half He owes money, a debt, to the ger. The Titus says that if a person owes the gzela that you, that you falsely denied through an oath, you have to give it to the client. But here the ger turned it into a loan. Says the B'raisa, says Rabbi Yisi Haglili, Now... The Ganev, who is now the borrower, was Zaychit. What's the concept of Zchiyah? It's like Mechila. It's mamish like Mechila because you know, it's, he owes it to the Ger. The Ger's property is Hetger. So he acquired it from the Ger. These are the words of Rabbi Yehsi As we'll see, Rabbi is implying that Mechila works. Rabbi Rabakiva. says, no, no, no. Even though now it turned into a Milva, how did this person initially get the money? He got it illegally. Not only did he get it illegally, but to add injury, salted injury, he swore falsely. Here you have to get rid of it. You can't keep it in your possession. So even though the ger turned it into a loan, you can't keep it. Now, whether you have to give it to a kayan, whether you have to give it even to tzedakah, that's a big discussion here amongst the Dishonim. Bottom line is, Michila will not help. So says Rabbi Eichnan, like this. Okay, let me finish he it. To, to give to the Just an ex- he was going to give it to the client because he thought the Ger died. And Mastamadis Gair felt if he's going to give it to a client, I don't want to interrupt his mitzvah. You give it to the client, you owe me the money. It became a milva. So says Rabbi Echnon, that there is no difference whether someone else is forgiving you which is the case in Kuv Gimel, whether you're forgiving yourself. Rabbi Yehissi HaGlili, had he authored the Mishnah that we just learned in Kuv he would have said the person can hold on to his part of the Yerusha because he's forgiving himself. However, Ule Rabakiva, who says in the B'raisa, Mechilo doesn't help. All right. So now says the. Ge- yes, yeah, really, Let's finish reading inside the Gemara. Says the Gemara, adding according to Rabbi Yehchanan, that Mechila helps. Now that Rabbi Yehchanan is saying that Mechila will help in our Mishnah, according to that you didn't need the the Milva. Oh. Says the Gemara, who of milva. even if he didn't make it into a loan. So why did the Brayer write Zokvei al The It's is to tell you the Chiddush of Rabbi Akiva. But here, Rashi points out a, a, a bambakasha. If you're telling me that according to W.A.C. Aglili, even if the Ger did not turn it into a loan, now that the Ger died, so everything is Hefkir, so he really has to give it back to the Ger. But now he's, he's it, he's Michael himself. So what is the Pasik speaking about? The Pasik tells you, the Pasik that we just read, the Vraise began on the Pasik, that if you stole it from a person that doesn't have an heir, give it to God, give it to the Kain. And the Braises said "I'm speaking about a ger." That question will be addressed on Kuftes on the top. That's the Rashi over here. ulakamon Lekamon, Parekh, you know my Rashi Shiva, Rabbi Shapiro from Miami. Oy oh, good, in Rashi and in the Rashi, Lekamei means right right immediately afterwards. Lekamon means a little bit later. So Lekamon, it's going to be on Ahmed Beis. The Gemara is going to ask, <laughs> Okay, but the Gemara is saying, that's Rabbi Yechenon's opinion. That Rabbi, that Rabbi Kiva holds. Oh, it's the, the Braisa gave the case of Zak for all of the Milva to tell you, Rabbi Kiva, Tafilu, Zak, and all of the Milva, Emle Takona, Comes along Rabbi and he says, Hold on. If you're telling me that these two Mishnais are authored by two different Tanoim, in other words, Yihachi, that if according to WAC Agalili, even if not Zak, of the Milva, even if not a robber can forgive himself, is Lashmi is Haglili Lashmi Inan Why did the Mishnah, which is Rabbi Yosei Haglili, give an example where the victim was Michael? That Mishnah should have given this example, should have given an example where a person was Michael himself. It's a bigger Hidish. And likewise, we would know automatically that the victim can be Michael. And likewise, over here, why did the Mishnah here, which is Kuf Ches Rabakiva, according to Rabbi Yechenon, that holds that a Michilo doesn't help. He didn't have to give an example where a person stole from his father. The Mishnah here should have given the example of the Mishnah of Gimel. To tell you the bigger Kiddush. That even someone else cannot be Michael. So therefore, the holds both Mishnayos are authored by the same Tana. And which one? Elo amar absheses, havahar rabbi yiseglii. Both mishnayos say rabbi yiseglii. What did we learn in the braisa In the case of zakva rovemilva, michila helps. Says that absheses kik amar rabbi yiseglii the matzi machil. When can michila help on the gezela? Only achedim mamish the case of kuf Someone else can be moichel Avol and abshay loy But you cannot forgive yourself, which is why here in kufches you got to get rid of it you got to give it back to your brothers. I, Ella, why is it that in the B'raisa Allah, the B'raisa is different because in the B'raisa the Ger, before he passed away, told the, the Ganav I, it's as if you gave it back to me and I'm lending you the money. So now that you turned it into a loan, a loan can be forgiven. Or a loan is automatically forgiven if the money is owed to a convert who has no heirs. That's beautiful. I'm sorry? Also no, because I would argue that that's the whole Pasek, that if a person stole from a Ger, and you have the obligation to return it to a Ger, if the Ger passes away, and he has no heirs, you owe it to the kain. Once you owe it to the kain, how can the son uh, forgive it? You can argue that. Very good. Now, Rabbi says, similar to the Pshesh, that both Mishnahis are authored by the same Tanam, instead of saying that both of them are rabbi-yesi aglili, Rabbi says, Ravaharabakiva. And the same logic, that Ki-Omer Rabbah Kiva, when does Rabbah Kiva say, in the case of the B'raisa, you can't forgive yourself. Which is also why in the Mishnah, he stole from his father, he cannot forgive himself, he has to get rid of the whole animal. On Dav Kuv Gimel, the victim is being, the forgiver. There you could. So now comes the Gemara and asks on Ravah, and as we spoke out at Rashi and Rabbi why what are you telling me, Mechal, that Rabbi Yehisag Lili holds that this is what Rava is saying, and indeed that's also what Rabbi Yechanan says. If that's the case, that according to Rabbi Yehisag Lili, even when there is an act of Gizela that is owed, the Gizela, it's not a Milva. The person can be moichel himself, so ella the What will be the case of the Pasik? that the B'raisa is explaining that it's referring to gezel hager, right? If you don't have a Goyel, if the person from whom you stole doesn't have anyone that is his halachic relatives, it says ha'asham hamushav La la'koyin. He has to give it back to the coin. Amaravah So Sarava answers, and the same answer will go for Rabbi that the case of the Pasik will be referring to, according to Rabbi Yechinan, Sheikh Gaza Lesagir. A person stole from a convert, the nishbaloi, and he swore falsely that he doesn't own the money. And he didn't admit in the life of the ger. If he would have admitted in the life of the ger, when does the Kedan Chaymish Va'ashem kick in when you're once he owes this to the ger, the moment the ger dies, it be, you owe it to the Kayan. You can be machel l'nafsheh. But here, the case of the b'raith was, you only was maidah l'achar miso. In other words, after he died, you're maidah that you sinned. So from the outset, you owe the money to the Kayan. So even when Rabbi Isaac, lately, that you can be machel yourself, here you can be machel yourself. Because the money already, so to say, belongs to Hashem. The moment that he was Maida, look on the Gemara, Hashem. Normally the words are Rahmana, the merciful one. Just to make something clear that Hashem, the name that's in Hasidus, that's, the, 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 that's in Mamalik Holalim. No, it's the, the godliness that is the name, which as we learn in Tanya, which is the highest that goes into everything. HaKadosh Baruch He's referring to the godly light of beyond creation. Anyways, we're saying that God acquires it. And therefore, Very good. Now, continues the Gemara and the Sugya. Boya Ravina asks Ravina, Gezel Hagiyoiris. Interesting question. If a person steals, God forbid, from a female convert, and the same person, the person falsely swears that they, don't, that they didn't steal, or that they gave it back, that they don't know the money, and then they're or, according to Rabbi Yosei Aglili, they swear falsely and then the Giyaris dies and then they're Maida. Whatever the case of the Pasik is. And the Pasik says if they don't have a closest in kin, you have to give it back to Hashem, to the Kayim. The Parsha in Nasi, the Pasik begins that in a leish Goyal. Are we to interpret ish to exclude a female mahu? Ish amarachman of a dilma, urche dekrahu, that the normal style of Chumash is to always speak in the masculine. And by the way, here also, just to point out, that the masculine really means that the level of Hashem that's greater than the world is in the masculine, just the Speaking about if we're speaking about Hashem, and the, and the Shekhinah, in other words, the, the, the light that's Mamale Kalalim, the godliness within is called, is always referred to in the feminine. But in any event, is it that ish is to exclude a giyoy Or the title always uses Lashon Zachar, but it means everyone? So, Amolay Rav Aharan, Teravina, Tashuma, the Tanya. It says in a again, in the Pashas not ish, e'en the Tana says, ish amenayin. So, Kishu Oimer when it says, it says like this, v'in e'en li'ish, go'il, Ha'asham, asham here means the guilty money, the stolen money. love. So it says ha'asham hamushav Lashem. It's a double expression. It Doesn't say give it to Hashem. It says ha'asham hamushav the asham that you're mushaving Lashem, l'kayim. So hamushav irekanshneim. There's an extra expression to include even a woman in ish. So here there's another din that ish yato tzarach lachzar achravem yeshli goyalim. Okay, a person converted. And they passed away. Can you right away assume the person didn't have children after he converted? And the answer is no. You have to inquire whether or not he did leave children. Because a convert who had children after he converted, they are his heirs. However, that's this necessity of you making an inquiry whether he had children is only if the convert was an ish. Meaning if he was an adult, he was bar mitzvah or older. But if he was a katan... Even if he was older than nine, even if he was older than the age where Biyah say but there is a halachic presumption that someone under Ba Mitzvah cannot father children. Doesn't mean it's impossible. We had this a lot in Yavamis, but that's what halacha says. That you don't have to look whether he has children or not, because it's a given, we presume that he has no heirs. So the kids said we don't exclude the Giyatis from this parsha. Who represents them? Hashem. That's the whole story, that when They sold Yosef HaTzadik. So really there were only nine brothers. Who was the tenth? Hashem. And that's why sadly, we have the link between the Asara and Ruge Malchus. That they were killed on a certain level to atone for the sale of Yosef Sadik. So who represented God? Now that we're saying that God was involved? Rabakiva. Why Rabbah Kiva and a ger and Hashem, they are they are their relations. He represented God. Here if the ger passes away, the ger left no heir, you give it to God. How do you give something to God? You give it to the Rukhoyim. So now we're going to learn a couple of dinner regarding Kahana. we learned in koyin. you have to give it to Hashem, meaning you have to give it to the kohan, says the Brayisa Kno'oy Hashem, that the name, God Almighty, acquires it and whenever you're doing tshuva whenever you're bringing the money to the base exactly to what kain do you give it to when it comes to truma for example truma you can give to uh, any kind that you want but this cannot be given to any kind that you want you come to the mishmar and all of the kahanam that are serving in that mishmar they partake of the kenan and the chaymish and they are the ones that bring the asham, and they get the meat and the hide of the carbon asham. Just to make it clear, we just had this last week. We're now Elul. Tavshani involved. Parshas Kiseitse, and Parshas Shavtaim. Right? We learned Chumash Rashi by Levad Al Ha'avais. That especially from the beginning there were different groups, watches of kahanim. They made Davidu Shmuel. That's the Loshon Chazal. They made the 24 groups of kahanim and they made a deal with each other that everyone gets to work on their week it's really all of the the schus of service and the meat and the hides belongs to all the kahanim but how do you divide it? so they made amongst themselves this agreement that I work my week and you work your week and I give, you know, in other words your mezaka to me your portion in my week in exchange that I'm being mizaka to you my portion in your week so whenever this person returns it he can't pick the kayan he gives it to the Qa'anam in that watch. Says the B'rai sa'atu o'emil, a koin shavayim ishmar, o'yain elohol shayin shiyir sa'. Maybe you give it to any kind that you want. So, kisho o'emil, when it says in this pasik, it says ha'ashem ha'mushav lashem la'koin milvad e'laki putamashi yeh haper boy olive. Aside of the carbon osham. So, the Torah juxtaposes it with the carbon osham. Since it says milvad e'laki putamashi by boy olive, now who gets to eat? The meat of the carbon asham. who gets a part in the hide of the carbon asham? Not all the kahanan. Not the kain of your choice. But that's the din of the Mishmaris. The, the kain of that Mishmar. So we juxtapose the Asham to the kedan and the Chaimish. The kedan and the Chaimish also goes to the Kahanam of that Mishmar. So now, says the Gemara 1, second, I have a gavaldika question. That has to be clarified. What happens if the goslin himself was a kain? Hare the robber, no, the one who stole from the getters a kain. Does he get to keep it? How do you know that he cannot say since it has to go to kainum of this mishmar? And you know when he's going to come? He's going to come during the week that he's one of the group. So not only does he want to get a part of it, he wants to keep now all of it. Because now that it's already in my hand, let all of it remain with me. Why would he be allowed to say that? And by the way, the way we learned the Mishnah, we right away began today's share, linking the Mishnah Nkuf Ches to the Mishnah Kub Gimel. And we explained that the when it comes to Nishba Vohayda, there's an Ingen, in not to keep it in your possession altogether. But here the De Debrais is suggesting, not only should you get a part of it, you should maybe get all of it. Why would you get all of it? A simple Kalvuchayim. If someone else stole from a girl, another guy, and he comes to bring it in your week, so your Zaycha, Bishalat's Mai why would you not be Zaycha your own? Now, by the way, to which Taishva says, that's not a good Kalvuchayim. Because we learned, and we learned not that long ago, that when you make a Kalvuchayim, you say, Daiyai. Daiyai means it's sufficient. Daiyai. daiyoi that when you are learning something new from a source that the new din cannot be more than the source law in the source law if someone steals from a ged and he gives the money this week to the mishmar how much will this client get? only a part, his part of the mishmar so why would you say over here that since he's the one that stole he should get to keep all of it so Treyseva says that's why the De Debraitha brings another kaldochaim because this Kalbukhaim is not good because of Dayai. So Rab'Nasin says, Rab'Nasin gives another reason why you might have thought wrongfully that the Kayin can get to keep all of it. What would you think? That omar Davar Achi, When a person, a Kayan a rule, if a Kayan brings his own carbon Hebra, even if he's bringing it not during the week of his Mishmar, he gets to do the Vaida, and he keeps the meat, and he gets all the hide. That's a rule. And we'll get to that more soon at the end of the Amit. Now, if a Kahan who could have brought his own carbon, for whatever reason, gives it up. So the din is that once he gave it up, the Kahanam of that Mishmar get to keep their part of the meat and the height. So, which means a carbon of a Kahan, that the Kahanam of this Mishmar don't have anything. Because the kain, the, the gifter should have done it all. But if he gives up his right, once the kain takes hold of his part, any no one can take it away from him. So Here, when it comes to this Keren and chaimish, this Keren and when a yisrael steals from a from a ger, and he comes to bring the Keren and during this mishmod, so even if he gives it to one kain. It never belongs to one kohen. It automatically belongs to all the kahanim that Mishneh Nissim led Now that he himself is the If it began in his reshus. It's enedim. The en achar yochel litzim. No one should be able to take away his part. So you might have think he gets to keep all of it. Says the b'raisa nloi nisht. Why im amar t'pedavur she'ainli chelig boy? When it comes to a karmen of a kohen, that the kohen theoretically could have brought all of it on his own. None of the kahanim of the mishmar would have had a part of it. None of the kahanim would have had part of it. In other words, kishem she'eloi chelik boy, just like he had no part, is kach elachedim chelik boy. No one else has a part in it. So either no one has it, and then when that kohen decided not to offer it, so he gifted it to the mishmar, everyone everyone gets hold of it equally. Toimer begezel, when it comes to him stealing, kishem she'yeshle boy. The Tana's is arguing that if he stole it, and the Taita says you have to give it l'koyin, and coin means to the of that Mishmar. that means that when you are bringing it this week, from the outset you're not the only owner. From the outset, everyone owns it. So why would you keep all of it? Everyone gets their part. Shame that he has a part in it. Ela, what do we do if a coin is the robber? So the din is gzeilu yodai. He doesn't get to keep the Keren v'chaymish. And it's divided amongst all of those members of the Mishmar. asks the Gemara a question on this B'raisa, one second. In Parshas Nasoim, shortly after, we have the Pasuk that we just read in PdK, I think it's Pasik a Pasuk Ches, that the Imein goyel etc. He brings it to the Koyen, Milvad Elah The Torah there says in Nasei, The Ish Es Kedoshav Lo Which means that a Kayan gets to keep his own carbon. This din that if you are a Kayan, you get to keep. Whenever you bring it, you get to do the Voidah, you get to keep the meat, you get to keep the hide. Since this passage is juxtaposed, milvad Elah think about it. If this Kayan, who gets the, the Asham of this person? Kerim Chay Asham, who gets the Asham? Only that coin. because the Torah says v'ishas So why don't we say now that in the same pasuk, the pasuk puts together that the money is given Kayan milvad el hakipurim. Who gets the el hakipurim? Only this coin. So why don't we say he gets to keep all the money? Answers the Gemara no. You can't make such a, a, a juxtapo- juxtaposition because when does the Titus say the ish as kedoshiv lo ha, ha-, ha- maya that the pasik here that's putting them together is speaking about a kain tumi, a kain u'stamei cannot offer the carbon, so this kain u'stamei doesn't get to keep the carbon asham, that's what this pasik is referring to, and taker just like he doesn't get to keep the carbon asham, he doesn't get to keep the money. Says so the no how can that be if the pasik Ches that's putting together, giving the asham to the Lashem La And bringing the Aylaqipurim is speaking about the Koyin Tameh. The Braisa, speaking about this pasik, calls this Kayan Davashi Yeshli boy. He has a part in it. He can't get to keep all of it, but he gets a part in it. If a Kayan is tamay, he doesn't get any part in it. Mi you don't get a part of the meat and you don't get a part of the hide if you're talking, if you're talking. Can't eat it. So the pasik must be speaking about a coin a that's tahar. So we're back to the question why don't we say that just like he gets all of the karma and he gets all of the money? Ella says the Gemara because we have a la koyin la koyin Because we have a gazedah In our pasik it says is given la in the din of Where did we learn this? Last time the din is like this that if a person is magadish. A field that he inherited, going back to the division that comes from Yeshua. So the Magdish has the right to redeem it from Hegdash. By the way, the Hegdash doesn't need the field. They want to get its value. And as, it, as is the rule, general rule, whenever the owner of something, who was Magdish something, is the one who is redeeming it, he has to add a Chaymish. Now what happens if he did not redeem it? If someone else bought it from Hegdash? Forget about the fact that they don't pay a Chaymish. If that happens, the original owner will never get it back. Now the buyer doesn't get to keep it after Yevil, It says on the Torah that when Yeovil comes, the buyer gives it to whom? To the kahanim that are working the week of Yom Kippur of Yeovil. And the kahanim get it. And the original owner loses it forever. Now says the Gemara, dear, the Tanya, it says the following B'raisa. Ahuzosoy, Matamodloimer, in the Parsha, in Parsha's B'chukosoy, where we speak about this din of Magdish Teyachuzah, that someone else bought, that the kahanim get it by yovel Why does it say the word Ahuzosoy, Minayin, to tell you, Minayin l'sodah hayyotsil the Kahanam by What happens in such a case, a field that someone else bought? what happens if a coin is the one that bought it the client bought it the same question maybe the crane can say i get to keep all of it in yoivo i already bought it it has to go to whom to the kahanam No, well, i'm a coin that this buyer cannot say since it has to go to the Kahanam. <speaking in Hebrew> it's already in my hand. <speaking> in <Hebrew> I should get to keep it forever. And and I have no reason for that. <speaking in Hebrew> if I would be working the week of Yom Kippur. Someone else's field. That someone else bought. I would get. is So Talmud Lamer. The trader says. <speaking in Hebrew> to tell you. What does the Kayin own only Ahuza Shaloi If this Kayin inherited his own land, and parenthetically, even though the Eretz Yisrael was not divided to Levi and to the Kayin, but because of such dinim, some, you know, Kahanan can end up owning land. And then when they pass away, it goes down to their heirs. So a, a land that a Kayin himself inherited, he gets to keep. This that he bought, he himself doesn't get to keep. Fe'ezu HaShuloi. Now, by the way, if he happened to be a Kayan working in the Mishman of Yom Kippur, he gets a chalik in it. But he doesn't get to keep all of it. So we have a shava that the kedan v'chimish that goes la-shem even if the robber was, God forbid, the coin himself, he never gets to keep all of it, even if he brings it during the week where he works in the Mishmar, he only gets a part in it, but not all of it. Let's have one more. It says the Gemara in the two dots, how do we know this din that we spoke out before? That a Koyin, that comes to bring his carbon. Whether he's coming to bring it during the week of his Mishmar or not. That he gets to bring it whenever he wants, meaning he does all the Aveda, then he gets to eat all the meat, if it's a carbon that meat is eaten to the and he gets to keep all the hide. Talmud that's the Pasik. It says in Pasha Shoftim, to me had this last week that Avas that the client can come whenever his heart desires. The Shay and he can do the Avaid, he can minister, meaning both doing the Avaid and eating and getting the benefits. Uminayin, how do we know that Avaidasa that the meat and the hide shaloi so now we're quoting again the Pasik and Pashos Nasi. The Ish es k'dayshav. The Ish meaning the Kayin. When it comes to His Kachim. loy metavav. His loyim. Now how much do we apply this? So the B'raisa begins to expand this. That If the Kayin is a Balmum. Now by the way a Balmum. Unlike the Kayin Tamei that we spoke about before. That cannot eat. A Balmum cannot do the Avaidah. But a Balmum is allowed to partake. Of the meat, and he can get his portion in the hide. So if he's a balmum, so <inaudible> the rule will be like this that he can appoint a shliach. If a kain can bring his carbon whenever he chooses, he can also appoint a shliach to do daavoid <inaudible> on his behalf. Likewise, if he gets to keep the hide, he can give it to whoever he wants, but he can only appoint a shliach to do something that he's able to do. So if he's a balmum, which means that he cannot not do the the, the Avaidah himself. So a point then he cannot appoint the Shrih very good. Nice he has to give it not to the kind of his choice. It's a kind for that mishma However, the the problem not to get confused and this means the meat. But the meat and the oil belongs exclusively to him. kufyud. Now what happens in the opposite? so that she says on top of amid and Kufyud we're going, to, we're going to have more clarification in a moment. But says Rashi, a zaken, a kain who's old, is right to do the avodah. He can shecht, but for some reason he can't eat. So if that's the case, the opposite. If he can do the shechitah, says the b'raith, if he can do it, he can appoint a shliach. And by the way, again, he can appoint a shliach, even a kain from another Mishnah. Because he can do it whenever he wants. He can appoint a shliach, Any kayan to do it on his behalf. However, the avayda, meaning the meat, and the oida, since he's unable to eat it, so then he he cannot take it. He cannot give it to anyone. Whatever you can't do, you can't appoint a shliach. So it belongs to Anshin Now the Gemara wants to understand who exactly is this kayan zaken, that could do da voida but can't. what does that mean hay zak inoy khayla dami we man asks the governor i the not see if he can uh, do da voida i the not see aved then if he can do the da voida then why can't he eat aved also voida not and we eat the loy motsi aved da voida and if he cannot do da voida for whatever reason so why isn't that reason also not allowing him it should prevent him from shaikh nami mashra if he cannot do the avoda, then how can he appoint someone to take the height on his behalf? Answers the Gemara. Um, Papa. Interesting. She He's old. He's old or ill. She is He can do both. He can do both. He can shecht and he can eat, but he can't shecht gesund and he can't eat gezunt. So there's a very interesting difference between serving God and eating food. Avoda. If someone serves Hashem. Like our davening. It's still called avoyda. It's not a nice davening. But Avoida is called avoida. And therefore since halachically his avoida is valid. Then he can appoint a shliach. Eating, that's an interesting rule. If you don't eat properly. Like we have, you know, that if you, if you're, you are already stuffed. And you eat food. It's not called, called halachically you ate. It's something disgusting. It's called achil agasa. If a person is ill and they can't eat, achila d'chiyochal al diatchak is called a achila gasa. Achila gasa is not called eating. Achila gasa l'af klumu, and therefore, since you can't eat, you can't give it to your choice kohen. It goes to the khanum kind of that Mishmar. Mishumach, I have a dose of Mishmar eda. God willing to be continuing someone to press the button. When you say l'af klumu. Cool.